Hi, I'm Jim. And I'm David. And this is the Practical Guitarist Podcast. The podcast for people who eat, sleep, and breathe guitar. Hi, Jim. Hi, David. Are you a regular listener? Yes, I am. <laughs> Are you a regular listener? Why not? Subscribe to the Practical Guitarist using our cho- your our chosen, your chosen podcast app. Take the time to put in a review at the service where you found our podcast, like iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. Get involved. Find our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash practical guitarist. And if you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can do so at questions at practicalguitarist.com. I it would be remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that Jim Woodward is talking like a crab right now with his hands. <laughs> I was I was doing the um, Alex Lysa thing. I'll get my trumpet out and play that here in a second. I absolutely freaking love his acceptance speech. Uh, when it came to the, um, uh, what was it? What was the useless awards that uh, they got? No, I'm just kidding. It's not a useless know. award. But uh, when they finally know. got inducted to the Hall of Fame. So, all right. So, David and I were just talking about um, a few things. And um, I completely forgot what they are because I have ADHD. Um, so, what we're going to first talk about We were about talking about Jim's Shang-Z. fascination with the JS100 model. All right. I- so, we'll talk <laughs> about, yeah, we'll talk about... We'll talk about that toward the end because yeah, we're I do want to bring up I do want to bring up some gear stuff um, because I have some gear on the way that I should see this week. Two of them, two pieces of gear, and then just in time for me to do a quick gig and then run to the PRS experience. So by I the way, send you something, Jim. I got to put some stuff in the mail for you. Yes, please. We're done. Um, yeah, make sure uh, please that uh, it would get here before Friday because I got to put it in the car. I got to I got to pack a car before I go to my gig and. It should I be two days. It should be there in two days. So awesome. Um. Anyway, so everybody, um, uh, Dave is going to be David is going to be in um, Fort Wayne, Indiana, for the uh, what is it? Sweetwater's putting on the Sweetwater Gear Fest. Yes, the Gear, Gear Fest. Fest. Um, and I misspoke last week when I said that it was about twenty minutes for Brian Wampler. It would probably be about two hours. Is what I meant to say. Because I kept thinking it was in Indianapolis, and it's in Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne's north of Indianapolis. Yeah, got, I know. He's got a hall to get up there. And so, yeah, two hours. Eh, he may go. He may not go. I would imagine he would go. I mean, no, he usually goes. He's it, been there because he said it on his podcast that he's been there most years. Yeah, at least send a so. rep. Um, it maybe uh, I doubt Jason. I think Jason's overseas, right? So somebody. Um, but anyway, I, I, I imagine Wampler will have a rep there, but. Um, you should see a lot of different people there. I'm sure you'll see Paul um, there as well. Um, I got a response. Um, I'm pa- going. Paul to, is going to be there, so yes, I will. Yeah. So um, I got a response from uh, Paul Reed Smith's. Um, uh, what do they call it? Their media person, um, mm-hmm. Beanie, and uh, so um, I'll get some time there, uh, and I'll be in the Paul Reed Smith experience in six days from this recording. So it's either going to be, uh, what, five or three days from when you hear this. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's going to be Saturday the, what is that, the night? Yes. So um, we were talking about uh, um, Shang-Zi, and both of us are members <laughs> of the Shang-Zi group. And um, Shang-Zi is a company, those of you who are not in the know, 
that builds guitars that look like um, American-made guitars. Uh, they're pretty much knockoffs. Um, and uh, But they're called Bad Cat Guitar. Well, they were called Bad Cat Guitars. Bad Cat until they got sued in other Shangzai in the States. Right? They had to say, change it to Shangzai, although the company is still called Bad Cat Instruments. Yeah, well, in foreign countries, they still sell them as Bad Cat. It's only in the United States that they were forced to stop. Okay, so they got the cease and desist from probably Bad Cat Amplifiers. Um, yep. And Bad Cat Amplifiers, is that a stateside? Uh, aren't they German? Yeah, no, they're they're here in the States. Oh, they are in the States. Yes. Um, anyway, so um, we were looking at, uh, we both look at their, their site every now and again. People don't post a lot of stuff in there. There's always this excitement thing. There's always this, I just... Posted oh my, my god, I just got a new one. I just got a new one. And then and then of course they're in love with it because it's the first day they've gotten it. And they've waited typically how many weeks? Four to six weeks? Uh, four to six, yeah, yeah, generally speaking. Um and Americans aren't really patient people. Um no, so the, those of you who listen overseas or um, out of the country to us, we definitely don't have any patience. So I certainly don't. <laughs> The first thing that they do is fucking long to talk about this. Yeah, and and, yeah, so (laughs) people are on there and they're like, "I just, I just emailed Jason and he hasn't gotten back to me." Or I just, you know, I left a Facebook message. It's taken them days. They got to realize there's a 24 hour clock between us and them. Number one, our morning is their night, or no? Uh, It's like the next day or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. It's yeah, it's a huge time difference. And add that to the fact that. Um, they don't recognize the same work days and holidays oh, right, right. as we do. So oftentimes Americans get frustrated with, with the communication, which they are not very good at. Um, now, Shingze is terrible. Yeah. I have reached out to them on numerous occasions and waited for a response and received one maybe a month later. Um, in fact, I just got a response to one of my questions from back in, geez, it would have been about November. <laughs> and I sent them the message, and they sent me a response like last week. Yeah, I'm like, like, dude, I done fucking bought the guitar already. Like, what the <laughs> hell are you doing? Like, whatever. So someone got a guitar, and it's got a it's got a neck pocket problem. Um, it's a it's a let, let's a crack just call it what it is. So Les Paul knockoff. There's a crack in the neck pocket. It's an obvious crack in the neck pocket. Somebody tried to fix it, and it's obviously tried to be fixed. It's one thing if this was a guitar that you had fixed. But this is a brand new guitar. Never should have left the factory this way. They blamed it on shipping. There's no way that the shippers got it into the states and then um, yeah, polished it, over the problem, glued it, it, it over. It, it's not. It's not even that. Like the the way they ship their guitars, they're bomb proof. Yeah. Like they know that shipping is is dangerous for their instruments, and so they put them in these foam cases that are like four inches thick, and they cradle the guitar throughout. I was really impressed with how they ship my guitar. Yeah. So. Just, he got it in shipping. Obviously, there was no problem with shipping. The, that, that foam crate that you um, described yeah, was it in was perfect condition. It, it, I mean, even the environment wouldn't erode it over time. That, yeah. That's the kind of packing they give you. No, that, that thing was... Styrofoam. Yeah. Super, you know, it, it'll be there. There'll be, there'll be three things left when the... Uh, what is yeah, it? The, co- the cockroaches, the bacteria, and the friggin' case for your Shangzai. Cases for Shangzai's with Shangzai guitars still neatly placed inside of them. You yep. come back from Battlefield Earth, and they're all there. So, Oh, my God. Um, it's, <laughs> but you'll never come back from that movie, believe me, because you'll never sit through the whole no, thing. No, no. I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so I don't know how. 
So anyway, um, they get these, um, this guy's got this guitar, and uh, thanks for moving my picture in, so now I see myself three times on the screen. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, the uh, Shang-Zi comes in, um, and it just looks terrible. It, it, it's just yeah, it's, broken. And, and It's so the most he, messed up we've seen in the group. He asks them, and they get back to him, and now... I don't know. Did he ever actually post the the body of the email? No, that says but this? other people have come forward and said that the same thing was so, said to them. Right. So, so what he said until was, we heard that we didn't know. Right. And what he said was that um, the uh, the company said that they would help him out, not necessarily replace it, but help him out, and that he would be compensated. But here's the thing. They said he would be compensated, but only after he left a positive review on the on the guitar. And that doesn't make any sense. You don't have a positive experience. Why would you leave a positive review? And that kind of that kind of, you know, arm behind the back. That's, yeah, that's very unethical. That that just doesn't seem we we don't want to believe that, but I can't help but think maybe that it's true. That's what so when, when somebody else came forward and said, this same thing happened to me, um, that was like the big, oh, okay. Um, so I, for a couple days, I, I basically posted in that group, and um, I, I figured it was going to get banned because I did my right. review. My review's been posted there numerous times. I try to bring it up whenever I can so that people can at least get you know an idea of what my Shengze experience was like. Right. Um, I own a unicorn, which is the same model that this guy has, except that they got the unicorn luxury model, which is more like a, like a uh, Les Paul custom. Um, yeah. It's been very popular. I've seen several of them pop up in the group lately. Um, maybe Epiphone's not producing a custom now. That's, that's what I'm guessing. But anyway... Um, so I posted in the group and I basically said, look, this is this is ridiculous. This is unethical. Um, it, it speaks to the to the quality control issues and also the communication issues that have come from Shengze in the past from my my own uh, experience with them. And it also like it speaks to Shengze is just another one of the Chinese companies that are producing guitars for things like Wish or uh, Alibaba and AliExpress. I believe is what it is. Um, and so my whole thing was like, look, you know, what do we, what do we expect? What do you expect? Right. You know, you, you paid 200 cause cause the guy was going on about his binding and stuff too. Right. And I'm like, yeah, it's bad, but you only paid like $300 for the guitar. Exactly. Exactly. You, you can't really bitch about it too much. Now the next thing, yes, I expect them to make good on that. And that's, that's not a repair. That's to give you a new instrument. That is absolutely because it right. will never be the way it was supposed to be for the factory. And for nope. three hundred dollars, you're expected to get one that's playable, right? That's right. So my whole thing is, uh, I, I post this review, and then I had a run in with somebody in the group that was mad, and they and they called out my ability to speak English because I had said that when I do receive a response from uh, Shengze, um, and and I'll give some more focus here in a second. When I do receive a response from Shengze that it's in a broken English, it's very difficult to understand, and oftentimes leaves you wondering whether or not they understood what you said. And he flipped out and was like, "Well, your English isn't perfect either. You make all kinds of grammatical mistakes here." And I'm like, "Listen, you're going to make this personal. That's your own freaking problem. I'm not going to make this." You've personal. always got to love that guy. First of all, uh, okay. So as, ha as someone who worked hand in hand with a lot of 
um, folks from very different Asian cultures at the same time, um, that was almost always the case. Um, we had yeah. we had Chinese, well, Korean, Vietnamese, and um, Japanese folks at our um, at our company that I worked with before, and ninety nine percent of the problems that I had with them was communication issues. It wasn't that they weren't trying or that they weren't you know. It was that it was difficult to communicate on both sides. Yeah, and I they wasn't were, trying to look. He can't speak English. He can't communicate with us. He has not partnered with a distributor here in the States to deal with these problems. And that's the biggest problem. That's why Shengze has not grown the way it should. Yep. And he's been continually talking. In fact, he did an interview just recently. Um, Shengze Jia, also right. known as Jason from Shengze, right. all did this interview with a, with a news outlet. And I think I shared it in, in our Facebook group. Um, let me dig it up for the notes. Um he he did this interview and he basically said like our aim is to grow as a company and grow past the idea of replicating other companies guitars and to become an actual guitar company the first one in China to actually become successful outside of their country look at other brands okay harley benton's a good example we can move there after we finish this discussion but right harley benton is toman music right going to china and saying build me this right and they're not Harley Benton is not its own brand. It's Toman Music's brand, and that's the thing with Shengze is they're not that way. They are their own brand, and right. that's what makes them unique in the in the playing field. At least I, I, there probably are other companies out there like them, but they're they're pretty well known now at this point. Right. Um. So, Jason, I, I mentioned this in the group. I obviously stirred up a lot of controversy. I made a kind of trollish post joking about the fact that, um. My my Shengze is great. I love it so much. Now give me my money back, which was basically being sarcastic and giving a good review so I could be compensated. Right. Um. And some people chimed up and kind of harassed me a little bit in that thread, which I kind of expected would happen. Right. And, right. Then, at the, and then at the end, Jason himself, Shengze Jia, responded, and he said, "We're we we take your comments and criticism very close, and we we love that you're our customer." And that we're happy about that, and that we're going to take steps to correct the situation. And then I think less than a day later, he announced that they were going to try to seek distributorships in the United States, and that they are intending to hire a customer service department that speaks multiple languages. Absolutely. And and honestly, all they really need to do is get one of their their fanboys from the states to jump in to help them out on this. Oh, they already have because- them. I mean. So that's the other thing. We know that they pay their endorsees to say their guitars are great. That's right. already been the lid's been blown off that. They're willing to do that for people who get crap instruments. Absolutely. We're not going to give you anything until you say we've got a great review. So we have who's the one guy? Uh, there's one dude that's done like five oh, or yeah, six videos. Yeah, the oh, they're from- wonderful. You don't have to change the pickups or anything. It's like turn your amp up, jackass. I can tell you right now, it's going to squeal like a fucking pig. Yeah, that, that's the, uh, you got to love the guy who does. You got to love the YouTube guy who says. Oh, this guitar sounds great. And then and then it's like, um, what are you playing through? Oh, I'm playing through this software into my laptop, into my earbuds. Oh yeah, you're so awesome. Not not that you're not a great player. I'm not I'm not putting anybody like that down. I'm just saying that that okay, but what about the experience playing it through a friggin' amplifier in a god blessed room? Okay? Because that's really I mean, let's face it, that's a that's the fucking testament. To the guitar is how is it going to play 
through something other than your crappy fucking computer speakers or your your fucking software. I, so, I don't give a shit. And and that is I, I'm gonna now we get to now we get to bigger now we we're gonna get into the bigger thing, the bigger issue. Well before we before we get there, I have a couple of small comments about No, we're not about my, no go ahead. About no, it's about my unicorn, damn it. Right. So fuck your my initial my initial yeah fuck my unicorn uh, fuck it with its stupid horn. Um, <laughs> anyway, I had uh, I I had a a uh, a buddy over who's actually active in the Facebook group uh, Dan Kish and he played my unicorn. He said you know the pickups didn't sound as bad as I thought they were, and I don't remember if I showed him. But that's the thing yeah. you put that thing into an amp that's turned up reasonably loud. Yeah. Like, you know, a gigging volume and it squeals like a pig. It's yeah. ridiculous. I've never seen a guitar that microphonic in my life. When you and can, I've had non-potted pickup guitars. When you can <laughs> when you can pick up a guitar and go, testing, check, 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 and that's can, coming through. <laughs> it's not even like that, Jim. It honestly, you can feel the pickups vibrating in the guitar. Uh, uh, yeah. You can feel them vibrating because they're not even they're not even properly suspended. Like I, I'm leery about because I know I'm gonna have to rip them out of there. Yeah. I'm leery about doing it. I, I, I've been thinking about it for the last couple of weeks because I got to get those measurements over to um, North. I got to get those measurements over to uh, Great Lakes Custom Pickups. Great Lakes. And then once I get them, those measurements, then we can get started on my pickups. But the thing is, like, I'm not even sure if I'm going to be able to put the new ones in there. Because I don't know. There may not even be any foam underneath Here, them. I this mean, is what I would do. I would yank them. I would get a micrometer. I would do some measurements. Um, I'd give him some accurate, um, you know, uh, description of the of the hole, obviously that it's got to go into, and I would just bail in the pickups. Here's what you got to replace, and he might say, "Oh, you know what this this screw position yeah. or whatever is." He might um, even just rewind the damn things and wax pot them. But I mean that's yeah. But we go to a bigger so we go to a bigger issue, and um, so we talked about Harley Benton here a minute ago. So Tolman Music just did this huge thing. They invited all these YouTubers, which is I, I think is a great thing. They invite all these YouTubers come over and they tried all this stuff out, all this gear. It was it was um, yeah, an experience. I'm sure that that is great. I'm I'm not a big fan of the here's the ten thousand Nam videos that just came out because yeah, frankly, I'm not going to watch all the fucking things. I you can't just don't care. I might look at okay, what have I been interested in? Like oh, I'm really looking at the. What have they done with the Satriani model guitar? Because I haven't. But that's it supposed to be what it's. Oh, that's how it's supposed to work, though. You're supposed right. to get this like flood of videos, and you watch the ones you want. Right, right. And and we all do that. But I don't give a shit about your after party. I don't care about your you know your pre party. I don't care what you guys had for fucking pizza. And I don't give a <laughs> shit about who used the toilet last. And I don't need to see 18 interviews with Nita Strauss with the same damn guitar. I heard to say the same thing about the heartbeat Jim, and everything else. I you love don't the want look to look at that guitar. I just you don't, don't need to see 18 videos. You you don't want to see how big a log that Nita Strauss dropped in the in the toilet? No. no. As much Nita, as, you know, as gorgeous Nita, she is. If no, you're, it, Nita, Nita, if you're out there and you want to be on this podcast, we, we do have the women in music segment, and we'd love to have you. Right, but this we'd like to about talk about that. <laughs> right, we'd like to talk so, about something other than your guitar, which has been talked about to death. Yeah, I we'd mean, like to the, talk about your struggle. The, I think that they should, should have said, okay, here's two top YouTubers then we're going to have talk about your guitar and the rest of them can sit out like maybe Mary Spender and, you know, somebody big from the States instead of, um, you know, all right, let's have six people talking about your guitar because now you've described the same exact thing. I'm, I'm sure it got boring for her after a while. Did I already mention the heartbeat on the, on the, you know, on the fretboard Did I already, you know, I, I like the way she did with Mary Spender though, because she actually 
started interviewing Mary more about being a YouTuber than Mary did about her. And it became kind of a, <clears throat> she flipped the script on Mary. And, yeah, and I don't think cool. Mary realized it till it was over. I, I liked both of their, their contents that I've seen like coming out from various groups. I like the content that they yeah. were. They Mary were Spender probably did some of the best videos, I think out of that whole thing. Um, but anyway, what I was getting at is, so here, here's Harley Benton. How many people talked about Harley Benton? Um, it, you had Ryan Burke. Who, who was forced well, somehow? I think I think somebody um, grabbed him by the by the shoulders and said, "All right, Ryan, you're doing Harley Benton, and you're the no, only no, no, one. no, no." So what happened? <laughs> so what happened there, Jim? Um, and here in the United States, of course, we don't have Harley Benton everywhere. No, Toman does sell to here, but the fact yeah. is, a lot of people are not really they don't they're not brand aware. All right, okay. So um, the uh, some of the people in the 60 Cycle Home Facebook group told Ryan. We'd really like to see some demonstrations of Harley Benton guitars. And his whole thing has always been like cheap guitars. So he just grabbed every Harley Benton he could get his hands on while he was there and did the videos. It wasn't because he was like put up to it. I know. I, I, I just know I was to try joking. to give him the credit that he deserves. Uh, I, I, I was joking. He was he was doing what his listeners asked him to do. I'll tell you what, though. Some of those Harley Bentons he played, like I was actually genuinely interested. I was like, damn. They yeah. as I thought they were. Their little Les Paul model is pretty nice. Yeah. So, all right. And I want to get to that. That part of it here in a minute. So, um, we, um, you know, we talked about a YouTuber on the last channel, talking about on this channel or this this episode. So, the 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 thing is that now what I'm starting to see is like a a, a blandness in that community of what's being discussed and how it's being discussed. There's well, there's a um I know that we have a limited pocket of um information that we're sure. that we're pooling from. You can only talk about, you know, this pedal or that amplifier or this specific thing right so many times. And this is what I was getting at. So you have a festival like that where they where they contain and combine everybody into one place and it just become it, it, it became an interview of each other right it was a bantering thing of each other nothing really informational i think ryan right. was one of the few and mary were, were a couple of the few informational things everything else was oh here's here's this guy and then the same guy interviewing the other guy look, who, like, look who i ran into oh, like I don't nobody cares fuck. we all know you're over there like yeah, what the fuck you, we if we really cared we'd watch your how about, dumb how ass freaking party about, where you guys got you drunk do, and, and puked on each other. Nobody gives how about a shit. You do, how about you do what Ryan did, and you take the, your buddy from this other show out, and you go out and you actually demo some fucking gear. How about that? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or you do like Mary did, and Mary did a fantastic thing where she brought in, there was this there was this young girl, and Nita Strauss did it as well, um, uh, who oh, the, the, was the, doing the little videos young, there. Yeah, the young crazy girl that's like like super good on guitar. Yeah, yeah, I know you're yeah. About. she was really good, and she was she her stuff was very interesting. Um, yeah, and of course Mary Spender with with her thing, and the, and the, I think that there was a lot of I saw more female empowerment in the guitar in industry come yeah, out totally. of that. Yeah, um, then it's it very exciting to watch. Actually, um, any Nam yeah. thing that I've ever seen, very very interesting, and I learned about a couple more um, folks that. I'd never heard of. Um, very interesting that sure. came out of that. But, sure, but like if, if I were so if I were Ryan over there, yep. and I'm no, I know Ryan is a listener at times. Yep. Um, if I were Ryan over there, 
And and again, he's catering to his show's audience, so he would never That's do right. this. But I would have been like finding somebody like Rabia Massad and being like, let's do some metal stuff. Because yeah. we never do metal stuff on my show, and like we could partner up and we could do some stuff on on my channel that's like outside the normalcy and maybe capture some new viewership. Absolutely, like those are the kind of things that I would use that for. Now we can go on, but I, I, my my gut feel is that that was not what was happening there. It was kind of like let's all get drunk and let's talk about stuff. Right, right. And um, I one of the worst ones was let's make these pedals sound shitty. Um, well, and, but you know. Jim, part of this is we're at odds with this whole community, man. Like, no, I'm not at odds with that. I don't care about. I that. am. When you when you interview Paul Reed Smith and you ask him what's your favorite fucking pizza, like, oh, hell yeah, yeah, I'm at uh, odds with your, that. Like, it, I don't. Nobody cares what pizza Paul Reed Smith like. I honestly, I would think that that when it. I came hope he to, likes pizza, but so I know that that when I go, I I'm I'm supposed to to um, submit my questions. So I've got to submit questions, and they've got to be reviewed. And then um, I have to text Jeannie when I get there to say that I'm on site and that how long I'll be there so that I can they can yeah, plan you, like, my time. Come in and talk. Right. And I, uh, I expect to get no more than five minutes. If I get more than five minutes, I'll be happy. But I expect to get no more than five minutes. And as long-winded as Paul tends to be, I, I hope to get one or two questions out. So the, the point there is that, um, you know, the the questions need to be. I don't want to ask them the same questions as everybody else. I have to be careful, right. right? You know what do what should I ask Paul Reed Smith on Saturday next week? What should I say? What should I what should I ask? Um, what you know? And if people have a um, a suggestion, please leave it. Um, if you really want to know what kind of PC likes, Jim will ask. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not gonna ask. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask about his shirts, and I'm not gonna ask him about his pizza. That's been done. So, um, the actually the, it was burritos, I believe, but <laughs> yeah, uh, no, they, he was asked about his pizza. It was ta- yeah, I think pizza came up too, but with tacos, I thought it was. Oh, no, no, that was, uh, I'm talking about the name. Yeah, maybe that was, Bo- maybe that was Bob Taylor. I don't yeah, know. Bob Taylor was the burrito one. But anyway, um, uh, here's the thing about, so Harley Benton, last episode we talked about Kiesel, and we talked about Ormsby, and we talked about the fan frets, we talked about all this stuff that's going on, the, and the compensator frets and things. Harley Benton isn't doing anything different. So, as, as interesting as it is to see Harley Benton's um, stuff coming out, um, here's the things that I want to hone in on. Alright, so if you buy through Alibaba, we'll go through Alibaba first, talk about that, and then we'll come yeah. back if you buy a guitar through Alibaba or whatever, is it AliExpress? If you go through there, the guitar that you look at is not necessarily a guitar you're going to get. And right, which is that's expected. That's right. Because here's what they do. They, they don't make it. Unlike Bad Cat. Yeah. Um, they go out and say, hey... Who can make this guitar for me? And then somebody raises their hand, and says, "I can do it for twenty dollars." Well, uh, Alibaba. Actually, I think on Alibaba, the way it works is that they, the builder actually lists pictures of the models that they will build for you, but it is custom built. No, you- no, no, no. I I just saw a thing with China Guitar um, uh, Skeptic. He was talking well, about their but, process. But see, he buys off forums. He's not buying off AliExpress. Oh no, he was buying from AliExpress. Oh, well, that's yeah. interesting because I know he's talked about that before, but he's talked about buying from various internet forums where you can from, get the 
they're, they're real Gibsons, the one that say Gibson and look like that's yeah, that's right, and, right, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Gibson that says yeah, but those the, are all, the, the, yeah, and those come off. What, usually, when he's buying those, he's buying the and and go listen to some of the videos. He's usually buying those from a forum. Well, now, I don't know where you find this forum at, but it apparently exists. Yeah, he so. won't. Uh, the thing is, so he was talking about the AliExpress and everything. Anyway, so one thing that that a lot of these um, uh, back end uh, um, builders, uh, it, for be- lack of a better word, um, the, the way they get them is that they they just go out and they say, oh, "Who can build it?" And then right. again, just like you you were saying, there's a list of people that can build these guitars, and they have a they have a shopping yeah. catalog, but they. That person might not be, or that um, individual place might not be able to get it. So now they got to go out, they got to find one, they got to get one, and they get it built. So right, right, right. what I'm getting at is this: How can you expect um, consistent quality when you can't expect consistent? You don't even know who you're buying from, really. Right. I mean, you can't expect consistent sourcing. Well, I think that's a that's a that's a significant problem. I think there's more to it than than that even which is just the idea that um if you get your broker who's who's going between these different builders just doesn't give a shit right and he wants to make more money he's gonna find the shittiest builder he can get his hands on who's gonna take less money that's that's, he's gonna get them to build it for you have no say in that whatsoever you get this crappy guitar and you're out the money right it's like a government contract who can do it who can do it for less hey i can do it for 25 dollars. okay you build it and then it comes in and it and it looks like a Les Paul, and sound like one, and set up like one. It, it, but hey, it squeals like put a pig. Put it in a box and mail it off because all these people want is something that looks like it. And ninety percent of the time, anyway, just like you're doing, they're gonna they're gonna pull everything out, put everything in new anyway. Right, right, right. right. So um, now, now let's talk Harley Benton. I'm not saying that Harley Benton has quality issues. I'm not saying that because I haven't played enough of them. All I know is that we're looking at something that is nothing different than um, Guitar Center's Mitchell brand. Really. It would be, it would, well, yeah, and it would be close to, it would even be close to say like any of the brands that build through um, the court factory in Indonesia. Right. Like you're just contracting a factory right. who has a specific set of workers and processes that they used to build it. The, the, actually, the best example, Mitchell is one, the best example I can think of is Behringer. Yeah. Everything Behringer. And most of its good stuff comes right. from one factory in China. It's an entire town that they own. Right. Absolutely. And um, so it's no different than the cell phone market where most cell phones are made in the same building. What is it, Foxconn? Um, yeah, Foxconn makes a lot of them now, right? Yeah. And so um, it, it's a similar thing. I mean – the the problem that you run into over the years, this has been happening, is that you'll have a, a certain amount of time where the instruments are made here, and then all of a sudden, the workers realize they can make more money and get better things. They want more money, um, and then you've got to move production. So now you've got a whole new set of people. You've got a whole new set of... And you didn't know that. You're on the front end of this. You're buying from company insert name here and now all of a sudden the same name brand is coming from a different factory with a different set of workers and a different and you don't know what did or didn't get done to migrate that work into the new factory right um you know and you don't know 
um, what kind of um, uh, work is done on this end, um, and I say this end, when it gets into the country that you're in, uh, to make sure that the quality is where it should be before it gets shipped to you, which is, um, I guess, a thing with Chapman, or at least was, with Chapman Guitars, and the way that they were being, um, what's the word I want? That they were... Um, not being, yeah, they were being distributed and not being looked over uh, for QA when they come into the states. And so when they have a problem, it just gets shipped to the user. And right. um, there are some issues with with Chapman, or at least were. I'm not trying to pick on Chapman guitars. They're, they've been acclaimed to be some good stuff. Um, and talking about them because that's one of the ones that some of the distributors and dealers that have fallen out with Chapman. That was one of the things that they were talking about. So there's a there's a video on um, actually it's not a video it's a, an episode of Top Gear where they drive Chinese guitars or Chinese guitars Chinese cars and it was very and, difficult to drive a Chinese guitar. <laughs> so they 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 decided they were going to go over there and they're going to drive Chinese cars right and they're going to compare them to the American to the American and British counterparts or you know from whatever region of the world and what they found was the Chinese are getting very good at knocking things off to the point yes. where like it looks correct. But it's not necessarily functionally correct, right? And it's it's they're still working that stuff out right. when they're doing it internally because that's what's interesting about it. If they're making something for the for the outward facing world, they can be really really good about making it very very close, but it's still not quite there. Whereas when they're making stuff for the internal market, it's anything goes. I mean, right. and so what happens is. Um, with the guitars, I think we're we're seeing the, ref- the same reflection there, and these companies that are forming, like Bad Cat, um, are trying to come up with a with an actual business model and business plan, and they're just flying blind. They don't know how to do it. They don't have the business training or acumen or the marketing expertise or any of that because of the way that their that their industries have worked for so long. So they're they're learning flying blind, and we as consumers have to steer them in the right direction. We do that with number one with our checkbook, and number two with talking to them and saying, "Look, you got to be able to communicate with us." Right. I'm sorry, but going to AliExpress to buy a guitar is not the same as buying no. a Harley Benton. No, it's, it's not. just not. It's not. Um. So, the thing that, and that's where we're, where I was going. That's the direction I was going. Is all right. So, New York City. I'm sure L.A. is the same way, but I'm an East Coaster, so I'm going to refer to New York. Is with fake Gucci's and fake Rolexes and you know um, the fake Nike industry is huge right now the, the fake yeah. Nike shoe industry is gigantic why because where Nike's actually built right they're built in Asia yeah like yeah in Asian countries right and then they're they're shipped over um, if you listen to uh, some of the early stuff you know they were built sweatshops by three-year-olds um, you know and so now um, we're looking at Nike fakes um and then you know people are buying them uh and then they're passing them off as the real thing getting 150 200 300 for these certain shoes that are for some reason i don't know why i'd have to ask my son about this why they're so uh worth so much money all right so it's all a look though gucci same thing a woman that is walking around fake gucci does not care she's carrying a fake handbag no, if, especially if she knows it's fake. I mean, if you're getting one of these things that's been passed off as being real and you're not smart enough to tell the difference, like, Absolutely. that's another thing. But Absolutely. And, and that, um, 
that fact that she's willing or he's willing to walk around with a fake Gucci or a fake Rolex or fake Nikes um, speaks volumes to, uh, are we putting value on the look or are we putting value on the, on the actual form and function, which comes to that car issue. Now, um, the same could be said about the Japanese car industry in the um, 60s and 50s. Yes. Okay. Japanese. Sorry. 50s, 60s. Gotcha. That's right. Way, <laughs> way back. I'm not talking about now. Yeah. Obviously, they have surpassed American companies in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, car. But in the beginning, Japanese motorcycles, Japanese cars, Jap- it, 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 when I grew up, the, the term rice burner meant that you, got, you had a piece of crap. Okay. Not using that in a in a derogatory um, sense of yeah, the builders. Yeah, it's just a, it's it a term a that people term used. That people right. used because it was something about I don't know what it was about the, the um, fuel of some of the early stuff and and maybe um, I'm remembering it wrong. Or no, I think I think honestly it's just because they know that in Asian countries people eat a lot of rice yeah. and it was like that's a piece of crap and it's burning oil. Yeah, like and it was just a piece of crap and that's that's what I'm getting at. So. Um, are we, so we go to the Harley Benton thing. We go to anything, by the way, that's like Harley Benton builds guitars that look exactly like a Strat, exactly like a Les Paul, exactly like a Paul Reed Smith. Yeah. Don't make minor, anything minor. that's exciting. Don't make anything that I want to look at that isn't already available elsewhere. Right, right. I get, if I want to get a cheap PRS SE, then I can get a PRS and get an SE. Uh, an SE, exactly. And I can get a standard, which is sub five hundred dollars. Yeah. So, right. so, he, so, what am I getting from a Harley Benton that I'm not getting from Paul Reed Smith SE? What am I getting from Harley Benton that I'm not getting from an Epiphone? What am I getting from Harley Benton that I'm not getting from a Squire? In other words, what is Harley Benton doing for the guitar industry that's so fucking exciting? Nothing. Well, well, according to. Um uh, the guy that runs Spectre SMG, what's his name? Uh, Glenn Fricker. You. No. Glenn Fricker. Their their cabinets at Harley Benton are just oh, as good as basic cabinets. <laughs> yeah, he. Yeah, that's not going. I, and, and his video. If you watch that video, you will hear that they are clearly different. Different. Yeah. I'm not saying one's better than the other, but they are not the same thing. And Absolutely. to be able to quantify. Oh, this one's better than this one. You're on drugs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, it just depends on the purpose. He obviously, well, he obviously was working hard to. We, we, I think we mentioned, get, and that's that's the thing. So uh, let's talk. Then he has a Mesa bias. Let's we have be to. Okay. So before I get too far into this, we don't make any money doing what we're doing. We're, I, I'm losing money every day that I do this. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, I lose money, I lose time. It's it's just a fantastic thing. So we love it though. That's why we're still we do. doing That's it. That's why we're doing it. And we love to hear from you guys. That is why we're doing it. It's the passion that we're doing it with. Sound off like you got a well, you don't have to have a pair. You That's have right. a pair of breasts, I guess. I have matter. them. I have them. Look at these things. I, sound like you got a pair sound off like you got a pair of breasts or balls. That's right. There Doesn't matter. You can have both. I've got both. Um yeah. and, the, and the thing is that that this is what I'm getting at. Okay. I'll, so now YouTubers are becoming YouTubers. That is what they do. What they do for a living. So do actors. And, right. and I'm going to pick on somebody. Not that I dislike this person. 
But so I've said this way back. If you if you listen back to our old catalog, there was an individual who um, I, I well not an individual. I, I said I'm willing to bet there are YouTubers out there using green screens and those guitars in the background aren't real. And sure enough, a YouTuber caught himself in his own thing. I'm not sure why he didn't re-edit his video. Oh my he, God. he picked up a green thing. He said, oh, wait, it's transparent. He had to turn off his thing. And sure enough, the guitars in the background were green were green screened in. He was not. Oh, my God. Real. I haven't watched that clip yet. And I know I exactly told you. what you're talking about. I know. I didn't finish it. I started to watch it at work. I'm not surprised, Jim. And so I'm sitting there going, I, I could tell. I can usually tell when something's green screen. You can you can tell by the lighting. You can tell by certain things that that reform. Um, even when video does what it does with stationary <laughs> objects and objects that move, I know I know how video looks different because of those things. Foreground, background, lighting, so on and so forth. But I was like, this guy's you, this guy's green screening. And sure enough, he's green screening. And it, and it just it made me laugh because I was like, yeah, there it is. It, this is my point. I was YouTubers, um, okay. The old Let's days, you haven't named the names old yet. days. No, I'm not naming it. Well, okay, it was Nick in the States. Yeah, in the old days, somebody would get a piece of gear in that they bought because they were excited about it, and they plugged it in and they played it and they did a video about it. And they were like, "I love this so much." And yes, it was shitty video. And yes, half the time. The fucking audio. I did a couple my own, myself, and I went back and went, ah, I'm taking that down. The audio was terrible. The audio was awful. Yeah, the the yeah. point is, because it's, it's, it, now it's, it's up against some guy with a $2,000 rig just to do the capture. That's, yeah. that's, the video, that's the audio capture device. That's why I, we haven't gotten into it. And then they've got thousands of dollars in, in, in video equipment, and it's not just one camera. There's 10. Or there's, you know, you can you can do it with two or three. But there's, and so now there's a camera over. There's a camera in front. There's a camera to the left. There's a camera to the right. There's all this stuff. And yet, what there's not, I'm going to go back to my thing. There's not amp. And there's not a fucking, there's not anything real in the fucking room. So Yeah, I know. Because so they spent all their money on equipment for fucking capture. And no money on the fucking gear. <laughs> so you can, you can slam Andertons all you want. But those sons of bitches are miking up real cabs. <coughs> Excuse me, and playing through real stuff. So um, this is this is what I'm getting at. We cannot trust a guitar plugged into an M audio thing going in unless that's what you want, unless that's where your end game is. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and do fucking guitar demo reviews of my fucking guitar into Helix Native. Right. I can. It sounds fucking good, but right. let's be honest, you don't have Helix Native, so. So and, and exactly, and we're talking to practical guitarists. This is the this is the thing that um, I, I know I use this a lot. You know, I listen back and I go, I say that way too much. We're moving into a, a world where the demos are not real demos. They're they're yeah. they're not half the time not mic'd up amps. They're these right. YouTubers that get online to go, hey, let me give you one of these. Oh, oh, no. And what's then, up, boys and girls? Yeah, what's Let's up, and boys and girls? <laughs> I see you Johnny. one of these. The horns. Those of you who woke, who grew up in the, my um, life. In the 70s or whatever. Fuck it, my life. <laughs> the hourglass, or I mean the, the uh, magnifying glass. I see Jimmy. I see Johnny. I see David. I mean, what the fuck are you talking about? Look, just 
answer questions and, and be done with it. But anyway, what we've got now um, is this series of people who are creating this false reality for you. It's not real. It, it's not. And, and if you want to hear what your fucking guitar will sound like, why is it that there are still mostly Les Pauls, Fenders, Paul Reed Smith, and Ibanez played on stage? Why is it that most of the amps you see on stage are either certain builders, certain builders, or Dr. Z, Marshall, Fender, um, you know, the, the, why is it that you're still seeing mostly this on stage? It's because in the practical sense, this shit's still working. This yeah. shit is still the right thing to use. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. It sounds good doing it, and it that's it. And that's you don't see that's why you don't go to a gig and you don't see Bugera up on stage. Okay? Because right. the guys in the know have decided that hell, I'd rather spend the extra five or six hundred bucks, get peace of mind, have a warranty, and to make sure that the shit actually works. We've all been to that gig where the guy is fucking with his amp all night long because he keeps feeding back, or the um the person uh, cannot get um, good tone and they're messing with their pedals all night long or whatever. There is a reason that some of these people... Now, I'm not saying that all video YouTubers are doing this. I'm not saying that all of them are doing it. But there is a good portion you'll see of them. them. Yeah, you'll see them. You'll know. Now that we've talked about it, I'm sure you're going to notice yeah. it. Ask them, what um, amp are you playing through? Ask them that straight up. What amp are you playing through? So and you will find that the that the most percentage, I'm not saying that it's a hundred percent, but a good 60-70% of these people are creating a false reality for you. These guitars sure. that sound great, look at this. This guitar came from blah 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 and it sounds fantastic. And then and then you're like, what amp are you playing through? Oh, I'm not playing through. I'm playing through software. And I'm playing an overly compressed, overly distorted, overly um uh delayed um sound. Let me give you a fucking clue. It doesn't Sound matter like shit what shitty guitar bit. you're fucking playing. It doesn't. The guitar is not really the sound maker anymore. The software is. Yeah. And if that's yeah. what you're going for, spend $200 on a guitar. It doesn't fucking matter. You know, so here, here's that's where we're rant. at. You, you, Jim, you're absolutely right. And this, this harkens back to another point, which is that uh, people who, who are practical, who, are, who have done this stuff and know this, They'll buy a $300 guitar and a $1,000 amp because they know the amp is more important. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's just that simple. It, it really is. And when it comes down to it, what is, what is making your sound? It's, it's the strings to the pickups, to your cord, to your pedals, if you're using pedals, yeah. to your amp, to your speakers. Right. The, the electronic and, and metal, you know, things to it. You know, tone woods aside, you know we could we could argue all day long when a tone look, woods look, matter. It doesn't matter because you can adjust because you can adjust things. Exactly, and that's and that's the point. Like if your amp has infinite adjustability, you don't give a shit what you're plugging into. You could plug a damn broom with a one string on it and a single pickup. It's been <laughs> and, done. And you'd be you'd be fine. Been done. It's been done. No, I'm no. I'm just saying. Like exactly, it, the the amp shapes your tone way more than anything else. Your amp and and it, actually your speaker. It's probably the, it's probably the most important, yep. which is always what makes me laugh when people are like they get a new guitar and they're like, man, I'm really not happy with my tones. Then what's the first thing they change? They get a new guitar and they, they get, get a new, new amp. They're like, yep. they they get a new guitar and they get a new amp. What's the first thing they change? Oh, I'm gonna change all my pickups. Pedals. No, change your fucking speaker, you dumbass. Pedals. Like, I need new pedals. I need more pedals. 
yeah, pedals will fix this. Yep. Sure. Sure, pedals will fix it. And then you're still going to be pissed because you got that filter at the end of your chain that you don't like. Yeah. So we get the speaker out of there first. Yep. If you got an amp and you don't like it, change the speaker. If you got a guitar and you don't like it and you like your amp and your speaker with everything else, yeah. then maybe look at your pickup. I honestly don't know why people are, are so dead set against um, – well, not dead set against it, but just don't think about the speaker. Although that's one of the least expensive, nine times out of ten. It's yeah. less expensive than most of your, your pickups most of and your easier. It's it's the same price nine times out of ten as, as, both as a pickups. typical boss pedal. Or yeah, or your pickups. Come on. I mean, All right. So And it's my, it's just my, as easy. I'm getting a migraine. Let's let's switch gears for a minute, because I have something I want to talk about for the end of this episode. So I post my my wife posted unauthorized footage. Of me at a uh, jam the other night. Uh, um, it was a place in uh, Highwood. I'm so um, I'm so sorry to hear about that. So I don't really care. The uh, but the funny thing was, so I walk in and there's two amps on stage. Right there's a deluxe reverb on one side on a stand, pedals out front looks really cool. I'm like, all right, it's it's one of those '70s Silverface um, yep. reissues. And those are pretty cool. Like I actually like them. Uh, yeah. In fact, I think I prefer them to the '65 Deluxe. Yeah. But anyway, um, on the other side of the stage is a Deville. What what configuration Jim, you've had a Deville. What configurations does come in? Two twelves and then four tens? Two twelve, four ten. All right. Well his was a two twelve, because it yeah. wasn't big. It was right. it was not super reverb sized. Right. Um and the funny thing was, so when I got called up, I I was hoping to get the deluxe reverb, right? Because I've played it before. Like I know what to expect from those things, and I was hoping I didn't have to throw a pedal on the floor. I warned, you, I, was, I warned you about the Deville. No, I, I the Deville's not bad. The Deville sounds fine. Like, oh, yeah, um, but it's it's a it's a better clean amp than dirty. So I walk up, and the I, I plug into the Deville, and I and I don't have my pedal with me because I'm like, well, you know what? This is my first night here. I'm not gonna. I'm, I don't want to get in the middle of, you know, guys going, oh, what the hell? Like, why is he gonna bring his own pedals and stuff? So I'm just like, I'll plug in. I'll, I'll make it through this little jam. So the first thing we do, we just like jammed out a fusion thing for like. Five six minutes. Pinnacle um, Deluxe. Yeah, it's it was in the bag and it was sitting on the table. My wife was sitting with it. Oh. Uh, anyway, so I <laughs> I get up there. I want to slap you right now. I get <laughs> next <laughs> time leaving that in the fucking bag. Ne- next time, next time. Well, there's some other things that were going on there. We can talk offline about that. But yeah. anyway, so I get up there and I and I go to play with uh, the guys and we do this. Fusion workout for like six, seven minutes. And um, in the middle of it, the fir- when I first plug in, guy comes running up to the stage and he's got to turn my volume down. You can see it in the video clip. He's like, oh my God, because he's running his amp completely clean because he's got yeah. he's he, he's got way too much amp for the for the venue. He's I, the DeVille has the DeVille has another problem. The floor, it, the, the ability to get any tone out of it, you've got to get up to about two. And at two and a half, and the problem with once you get up to two, two and a half on that thing, whoo, that thing is loud. That is yeah. loud. I mean, it's it, it, it's literally gig volume at that point. Yes, um, it's like loud gig volume. Oh yeah. And so I'm just kind of laughing because I'm like, well, what's you know what's going on here? So I played clean most of the, most of the set, which is okay. Yeah. I couldn't get some of my dynamics next time. I if I had to play through the deluxe or the pinnacle. deville, I'm, de- I'm just gonna I'm definitely gonna bring the pinnacle up there and put it on the floor. Um, but that being said, like I had a, I had a good experience with the amp, but it was just funny because like, it's, it was all ripped up. Like the, the, the holes in the grill cloth on, from both speakers. 
Yep. And uh, it was, I just got the feeling that he really didn't care what his guitar sounded like. And I hope yeah. he doesn't listen to this. I, I'm not trying to, to insult you. I, I understand that some people don't. Yeah. Um, and it's not as big a deal. The amp sounded great. I mean, maybe this yeah. is really just what he's going for. And he's just like, I'm not going to replace it. That's fine. Um, the other guy, like he, the other guy had a, he had Gene Elias at, um, the, the, I think it was the Will Ray model had the, the Comanche pickups and, and, uh, it was, um, it was hollow body. Um, and he sounded great at the Lux Reverb, but it just, it's just one of those things where it's like, he had the same pickups, same volume, you know, coming at, or, well, he had the Z coils. I take it back. So he has the Comanche pickups there. They're quieter. Right. They're not nearly as high output, but it's like, if you're going to host a jam night, I just feel like put some compression out front. Yeah. Like, yeah. so that you're at least protecting your equipment. If, if you're what if a guy a, comes up there with EMGs? If you're hosting I mean, a jam shit. night, right. If you're hosting a jam night and you have a, um, this, this, this is what I would have done because I've owned that amp. And what I would have done is if I was hosting a jam night, I would have had a, either power soak on there or I would have run it into, I would have, because he could have taken the speaker out right off it. Popped it off, used it as a head, gone into um, a 1x12, and pushed it through some, you know, a, a, a small 8-ohm uh, single speaker, taking some of that power off. Or even a 2x10, because a 2x10 would have tightened the sound up a little bit. I, I honestly think that um, Fender missed the mark, because the 4x10 sounds awesome, by the way. The 4x10... They, all, they that, all do. But it's... It's like 250 pounds. No, in reality, it's like, um, I want to say 78 pounds. Yeah, it's like 78 it's or 80 pounds. pounds it's 60-something pounds. Yeah, it's 60-something pounds for the 2x12. The 4x10 is, is a lot heavy. Um, and because of that, um, it's, it's just too bulky. Where I think a 2x10 would be a better fit for that. Maybe I'm wrong. I, Somebody I had can chime a, in and tell me why I had a 2 by 10 I had a 2x10 Hot Rod Deluxe. Yep. Some guy had customized the baffle. And I have to say, it was one of the, the most killer amps I've ever played. Yeah. And I I sort of regret selling it, but I don't because it was loud as shit. Yeah, it's loud. It, and it's and I was just like, there's no way that I can use this in a reasonable level in a condo. By so, the time you get to four on a DeVille, you're at max. You're pretty much at max. Yeah, five. you don't, go, you don't get any louder. You're just compressing after that. You're just pushing your compression. Yeah, yeah. So... What was cool though? He he came up to me and I, I his name escapes me and I'm gonna go back there and I'll I'll try to you know mingle with him and remember who these people are, yeah. but um he comes up to me and he says you know I really gotta get a better amp he's like I'm looking at a Mesa Lone Star and he's like I'm just I'm just not ready to buy it yet and he was yeah. real nice he was like telling me how you know good a player he thought I was and everything um you know, typical jam fodder and yeah. I said um I said well yeah that's what you know I got I got a Mesa and I showed him a picture of mine he was like oh my god like and it, it, I felt bad because I was like. This guy probably is, you know, he's probably just eking by, like, doing this kind of stuff during the week and making a little extra money, and this yeah. is how he's buying his gear, and he just doesn't yeah. have the money to have the kind of stuff that, um, not that I'm necessarily familiar with, but just, like, to replace, like, the grill cloth and things but on the But if a guy like that took, if a guy like that did, like, what I do, you take that money and you put that towards um, what you want to buy for your gigging, then he could easily, even if that's all he did once a week, um, honestly, he could he could pay off um, a, a Lone Star in no time. Yeah, pay. you could buy a Lone Star Classic now used for <laughs> next to nothing. I mean, I've seen him for like eight or nine hundred. Yeah. Um, but that that's the thing. Like, I I feel bad because you you know there's a gear, and I want and this is really what I want to bring the story home to is like 
we as um, guitar players and as tone snobs and all this stuff, like we look down on people's stuff and we don't necessarily like stop and think like, maybe this is all I got to work with. You know, maybe there's something going on and like, this is a temporary solution for them or that they just don't need it. Like they're just looking at it going, this is what I do. And I, this is all I need to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, 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 I agree with you wholeheartedly. There. Um, so we're coming up towards the end. Um, next week I'll have a couple of, uh, um, announcements for gear. Um, so, uh, I'm ho- I'm looking forward to getting them. I'm, uh, I won't hold back what it is. I just, um, so, um, my blues driver is coming back from Wampler. Uh, he sent me an email um, and uh, shipping information. Probably leave Monday and get here probably Wednesday or Thursday. And um, that's uh, that's something I'm interested in. He did some stuff where he puts a couple of trim pots in there to let me do some EQing inside um, as well as outside. Um, and what's interesting was I sent him an um, email back saying, yeah, I'm really excited to see it, you know, um, and that type of thing. And uh, um, I told him about my rig and what I play as far as the band dynamic went. And he said, Jim, if you need anything changed on this, send it back. I'll, I'll modify it free of charge. I'll make the changes yeah. you need free of charge. That was, that was really good of him. It was really large of him. Um, I, I highly doubt that I will. I'm just not snobby enough to... Brian, Brian is becoming a legend with us. Like, um, we really like Brian, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so you got the Pinnacle Deluxe, and I, so now I've got a... I, I traded my Sunset to a Paisley, so I'm getting a Paisley Deluxe, um, and I should have that. Actually, that comes in tomorrow. I have to say, we didn't talk about it, but my, my Pinnacle Deluxe V2, man, I really like that thing. Yeah. Um, I've only used it twice, but uh, I used it for a good length of time, both times, once through a really loud Mesa Mark V clean channel. And, I mean, it can do whatever you want. I had had my Mesa tweak to sound like a Fender with, like, lots of top and, like, cut the mids and sounded great. And then I and then I went exactly the opposite way. I made it sound kind of more martially with a lot more mids, a little bit of a treble cut, a little bit of a bass cut, and it just—I mean, it just clobbered all of the different settings I could throw at it. And uh, I mean, it literally just gives you that Van Halen like Van Halen one tone in a pedal. I mean, I'm I'm flabbergasted by how good it actually does that brown sound. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to maybe we can put some uh, sound bites together. Um... Yeah, if I can get it mic'd up and stuff like through my amp, I was th- I was th- actually going to bring my amp home from from uh, rehearsal space to do that this week. I'm hoping to. Yeah, I got to grab uh, my cabinet and bring that home so I can hook the. Well, and I don't know if you can see out. we're doing we're doing spring cleaning back here, and uh, we've got like we I I'm trimming down this place pretty significantly, so I should have space to have my amp here again. All right, so um, we come up on an hour, and uh, we'll give you guys. Uh, a rest as far as talking about stuff. Don't forget um, that uh, David will be in uh, Sweetwater's Gear Fest, and I'll be up at the PRS Experience. So if anybody's up there, uh, please give me a shout. Um, ooh, say ooh. hi so I can meet you. I, it's always I'm nice near, to see people in person. I'm nearing the end of the string challenge, Jim. Oh, good. As I don't know about I. you. I know you had to start over, right? Like, as am I, yes. I'm on set three. I, I am got on, one more set to go, and there, I think I'll be ready for them in a week or two. So. Awesome. I'm on set four. Okay. So, 
Um, I'll put my audio clips together and get everything in there, and um, we'll be ready to jam that out. Yeah, my my audio clips are rocking and rolling and ready. I just got to get them situated. I have stickers from uh, Death Wish Awaiting, and we need to get those signed. I'll probably throw... Well, I'll send those to you as we near the end of the competition and after we post the the stuff up so that we can get so those signed, get those out up. to it. Yeah. Yep. So. All right. So I have been Jim. And I have been David. And we have been the Practical Guitarists. Very practical.